replacing despair with hope. And let us say, Amen. Shabbat Shalom. So we're going to do something a little different tonight, um, bringing in a little bit of how we do things at late Shabbat. We're going to study some text together, and then I'm going to teach you a little bit about that text. Um, but it's going to require your participation. So I want you to find that yellow sheet that you were handed when you came in. And that is going to be our, our text, and I probably put way too much on there, so we'll see what we get through. But um, that's what we're going to work with. What is the holiday that is coming up right now? Good, good. And I have a feeling there may be a few folks, maybe from a high school that we're so glad they're here, that may not know exactly what Purim is. So would someone want to volunteer in like three sentences to say what this holiday is that's coming up? Hamantash. Okay, we eat good cookies. Anything else? Other themes? What? They tried to kill us, we won, let's eat. That's an old Jewish joke that we say about our holidays. Good. So there was a kingdom, it's called Shushan. There was a king. He didn't like his first wife because she wouldn't dance at his party. She was really mad, so he divorced her. And he got a new wife. Her name was Esther. And Esther was secretly a Jew, but the king didn't know. Meanwhile, this guy Haman, and when we say his name, what do we do? Good. Meanwhile, Haman <laughs> was the king's advisor, and he was plotting to kill all the Jews. But the king didn't realize that his wife that he had just got was a Jew. At the end of the day, Esther saves all the Jews by coming out, by revealing herself as a Jew, and it is a very happy holiday of redemption in which we drink a lot of adult beverages for those that are over 21 and go in costume. But I was thinking we're going to have a great celebration here in just a couple weeks, but it's not often that we take the time to actually study Megillat Esther, the scroll of Esther. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity tonight before we jump into the fun and festiveness of Purim, of which we hope you will all join us for, to actually see what wisdom might we be able to get out of this text. What might this funny, serious, strange, ancient text teach us? In order to do that, we're going to break into four groups. So this is going to be group one, this general area right here. That's going to be group two back here, OK? Group three, general area, and group four here, all right? On the sheet, the first paragraph is group one. Following me? Good. The second paragraph is group two. Third paragraph is group three. And the fourth paragraph is group four. We're going to do for just three or four minutes of something called Hevruta text study. It's paired learning. It's a traditional Jewish way. We never study alone. We find someone. We, we pour over the text together. And you're going to have the chance to do that now. So read the text out loud to your neighbor and bring to it the following question. Hold on one second. Bring to that text the following question. What wisdom can I gain from this text? What wisdom can I gain from this text? Go, I'm going to bring you back in a minute or two.
We're going to take just one more minute. All right, let's come back together. I know I didn't give you enough time, but I'm just waging my, my bets here that the complaints will be louder if you miss your dinner reservation. So I'm gonna, you know, remember that. Um, all right, the first paragraph is, comes from the beginning of the Esther story. Let's take a look at that. Vashti, the queen, is not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the officials and to all the peoples that are in all the provinces of the king, Ahasuerosh. For this deed, the queen will come abroad unto all women to make their husbands contemptible in their eyes. And it goes on to say that what Vashti did, what this queen did, was going to make all the women in all the lands go hysterical, right? So what did you find here? Anyone want to volunteer in this group one? Spiteful, mean, and nasty. Okay. Anything else? Come on, be brave. I know you've never done this before. It's okay. Anyone else? You don't know what she did that was so bad because I didn't really give you a lot of text. She refused to dance or do something at his party. What's so bad about it, right? Good. So we're a little like, what's up with this king who just wants to drink wine? And yeah, good. First feminist. Great. Good. <laughs> so... Those, those are often many, many people's reactions, and it's great you got there. I want to offer something else about this troubling opening to this story, which is that it might be a little bit theater of the absurd. The idea that all the women in all the lands are going to go crazy because Vashti didn't do this thing actually sets the stage for this to be a comedy. It sets the stage for satire. Purim is a story that uses comedy in deep and brilliant ways. And what does comedy do? It opens our hearts and it opens our minds so that we can see things differently. So the lesson from this story being comedy and from this opening is that sometimes we have to take a step back and actually see the absurdity to be able to laugh at something so that we can actually change. And change will follow. But it's going to be a story that makes fun of everyone. It's part of its teaching. Okay, let's go to paragraph two. Sorry, you have to turn your necks a little bit, but I'm going to get closer to these people. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done for a man whom the king desires to honor? Now, Haman, what are you guys doing? Haman? Thank you. Haman's, I'm going to just uh, paraphrase here. Haman heard the king saying he wanted to honor someone, and he tells the king how to honor that person, all the great things to do. And the king says, Great, go do this to Mordecai. And Haman thought, Haman thought it was going to be him that was honored. But instead, Mordecai the Jew go gets honored. And Haman is furious. He's furious that he has to go deliver this honor to the, to the Jew that he thought was going to be delivered unto him. Meanwhile, he's plotting the destruction of the Jews, and he has to go do this great thing. So what did you take from this text over here? Anything? Yeah. It's a tale of hubris. A tale of hubris. And what's the wisdom there? Well, it's... Haman, it's be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Good, exactly. Anything else? Mm -hmm. Don't think everything is about you. Right, don't think everything is about you. Good. So what I also 
kind of take from this is that things can change in an instant, right? What once was could completely be undone in the world. Haman was really powerful. He was the king's closest advisor. And all of a sudden, he's following Mordechai, who's been elevated to this high horse, literally, the Jew. There's also a deeper lesson, though. And, and I, I think this is important. There can be Hamans among us, right? There can be Hamans that rise among us. There can be people who use fear to exploit others, to build their own power. Maybe we see this in political process sometimes. <laughs> but Hamans can rise among us. But the deeper, more powerful lesson about that is that it doesn't have to be the story. Maniacal, unchecked power is something that our tradition abhors. But there's also the message of power and redemption. Purim imagines a world in which the powerless become powerful. It imagines a world in which love and justice undo hatred and oppression. It imagines a world in which the Hamans are exposed for the fools that they are. All right, let's go to the third paragraph. And Esther said, this is Esther's coming out story here, and Esther said, the adversary and enemy is the wicked Haman. So Esther, Esther finally has the bravery to say, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. And that guy's trying to kill my people. What did you get from it over here? Anyone want to be brave? Yeah, the king leaves Haman with his queen, exactly. And what, what wisdom for ourselves might we gain from this moment of Esther's bravery? I'll tell you. <laughs> this is the moment of radical truth-telling. This is Esther saying, I am here and I am a Jew. And so it begs the question, where is the real power in this story? And where is the real power in our lives? Beautiful women are powerful. <laughs> Beautiful women are powerful. Good, good, thank you. Um, Esther speaks to all of us. Esther asks us with her powerful moment, what truth are you holding back in your lives? What parts of your soul are you hiding from the rest of us and therefore preventing the world from being a little bit better? What small revolutions might you start, might you spark, if you had the bravery that Esther did to stand for who she was at that moment? She spent a whole year in some beauty spa in the king's harem with oil and myrrh and all this stuff, becoming perfect, and that actually wasn't what saved the story, right? Us going out into the world, putting these masks on, is not what saves our lives. It's not what changes the world. It's that moment of spark, that moment when we dare to say who we really are and let truth shine. All right, let's go to the last. Now in the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree that all the Jews should be executed drew near, in the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have rule over them, the opposite happened, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. Any reactions over here? Okay. 
<laughs> I think it's a great idea. Maybe if Emmanuel ever opens a cafe. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, I don't have an answer for you. I don't have an answer for you. But I love your humor. It's in the spirit of Purim. So, so this, this line is something the rabbis have picked up on. On Purim, we do things really differently. We are commanded to get so drunk that we can't tell the difference between Haman and Mordechai. We go in costume. Our synagogues become crazy places where the absurd happens. Purim gives us a picture and a reminder that things don't have to be as they are. Nahafuhuhu, the very opposite thing happened. We might be living in fear that a Haman will rise among us, that will take power, but we don't have to let that happen. There might be a Haman in our own lives, or even in our own hearts, that is trying to rise to power and sabotage us, trying to trick us into not being our true selves. Nahafuhuhu, the very opposite thing can happen. The story is not yet written. Your story is not yet written. We are the authors of our lives. We are the authors of this world. Can you find your inner Queen Esther? And yes, men, I'm speaking to you too. Can you let your inner light shine forth? Can your truth bring more love and justice into our world? Every Havdalah, we say the words, La Yehudim Haita Ora Vikar. For the Jews, in the story of Purim, there was light and joy and gladness and honor. And it can also be true for us. Shabbat shalom.